Overall, being pregnant taught me how to become more confident, not only in my body, but also as a person. You know, when you're pregnant and then as a new mom, you're faced with so many changes and so many decisions to make. And with that, you're also faced with so many opinions. Being confident in your decisions, especially about you and your family, is so incredibly liberating. Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. We are curve models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Hello, hello everyone. It's Christina. I am doing a solo episode today. Actually, I was realizing, I was like, I don't think I've ever done a full solo episode because whenever Ray and I haven't done them together, I think either Steve was on or I had some friends or anyways, I'm very, very excited. Unfortunately, Ray is sick. She is back from Europe, but not doing well. And I was like, you know what? I mean, first of all, I feel awful for her, but you just can't go to Oktoberfest and expect to come out unscathed. It's a rite of passage. You go, you have the time of your life and you pay for it the next couple of days. So hopefully she will get better soon, but I am holding down the fort and I'm actually very excited for today's episode. Also this week we are announcing something so major. And I know this is a tease of a tease kind of, but this is something Ryan and I have been wanting to do for so long. It'll give us an opportunity to meet a bunch of you and it's going to be freaking sick. I am so unbelievably excited. I cannot wait. Stay tuned. It'll be live, the announcement this week, and you don't want to miss it. It's going to be so much fun. Ah! Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't wait. I'm going to just get right into the episode. So let's talk about what I'm obsessed with. A couple different things. First, I am realizing the reason I love fall so much is because of all the holidays. And I think I'm just obsessed with holiday season overall. I think I've always been like this because I just like having something to look forward to with everything. Like I like having a party to go to. I like having a trip coming up and I love holiday season. I'm so excited for Halloween. I have no idea what the heck I'm going to be. Last year, I feel like I had some great family costumes. I got nothing in my brain for this year. Also, Ray and I are trying to figure out costume ideas. So if you have anything for us, please, we would love your recommendations. Leave them in the Facebook group. Leave them on our Instagram, DMs, whatever. We need help, okay? Every year, we're like, we're going to make the sickest Halloween costumes together. And every year, we fail miserably. Not this year, okay? We're going to make it happen, but we might need your help. So anyways, I'm so excited for Halloween. We're actually going to be in New Jersey. So I'm going to spend it with some friends and their kids and take like Nicholas trick or treating and be with my sister and my brother and family. And it'll just be so fun. And I'm just excited for like cooler, spooky feels, you know, I don't know if New Jersey's going to give me spooky feels, but it might. Anyways, I'm really excited about that. Then I get back from New York and then it's practically Thanksgiving. And after that, it's pretty much Christmas already. And I told you, I ended up getting the frame TV from my bedroom. I'm someone who is so against having to be in the bedroom. I'm like, first of all, the light bothers me. I'm super sensitive to light. Then I was like, it just kills the vibe. You know what I mean? And then I'm just like, hell no. 
I'm about to be nine months pregnant over the holidays. All I want is to watch Home Alone and the Santa Claus, which I pretty much watch on repeat from my bed, from the comfort of my freaking bed. Also, I don't know if I ever told you this, but we have a bed that is a freaking vehicle, okay? This bed with a remote reclines and inclines in so many different ways. I don't know how like the sleep mattress store guy sold us on this. I made fun of Steve about it for months, but it inclines. You could be sitting in bed. It also has something that it raises the feet. It's pretty much like a lazy boy bed. And we just plugged it in. We've had this bed for like two years now. We just plugged it in for the first time, pretty much this past week when we got the TV. Wait a minute. So we got this TV so you could watch Sex in the City every night in the Kardashians. And I was like, Steve, I don't have to tell you, like I got, get to bed first. I choose what we're watching. And he made it such a big deal about watching the Kardashians. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. You can put whatever you want. on. I know I'm going to fall asleep anyways. So I give him the remote. He lays in bed. 20 minutes later, he's like, and yesterday Steve came in and I like normally go to lay in bed first and then Steve will come after. And he's like, wait, so is that Chloe's daughter? And who's Tristan and what's going on? I'm like, so you love this shit, don't you? You love it. And anyways, we watched the whole episode. It was great. So pretty much I'm obsessed with holidays. So pretty much I am obsessed with fall, holiday season, home alone, Santa Claus, my frame TV, and my remote controlled bed. How's that for an obsessed segment? I feel like that's a lot of shit going on. And you know what? I feel really good about all of it. Today... I'm very excited because we are going to talk about something that is super passionate to me. I'm obviously pregnant, as you know, and I care so much about body confidence and feeling great in your skin. And I think that how to be confident while your body goes through its biggest change, aka pregnancy, is not an easy feat. So I kind of want to break down all the things I heard before I got pregnant, all the concerns I had what was real for me, what wasn't, things that I could change, things that I wouldn't, and kind of how to become your most confident self while pregnant. So let's get into it. First off, I can't even tell you how many times I heard, you need to lose weight before getting pregnant. Dude, this started happening pretty much as soon as I got married, because as soon as you get married, people just expect that a baby's next on the way. And you know, it was obviously a natural next step, even though it took us a couple of years to get there. And people just assume that you want to lose weight before you get pregnant and that you need to lose weight before you get pregnant. And to be honest with you, it is such a load of bullshit and it is so discouraging. It is such a discouraging thought. And it kind of pisses me off because I remember when those things were said to me, I kind of was like, oh yeah, no, of course. I, and I was in agreement. I, I remember at that time I believed it. And I remember I was like, oh, I need to lose weight before I get pregnant. I need to lose weight before I get pregnant. And of course I never lost weight because you can't just lose weight one so easily. And two, like losing weight takes so much time and motivation and you need to do it for you and for the right reasons. Anyways, it really ended up causing a lot of anxiety for me because every month we tried, this is with Nicholas, and we weren't successful. I think that deep down, I couldn't help but think, is it because I'm fat? Is it because I'm fat? It's a thought that went continuously through my head. And if you do a quick Google search, it will tell you 
that, yeah, it can be harder to get pregnant if you have a higher body mass index. But we also know that BMI measurements and those charts don't really indicate a healthy body. So you can't really go by that. There's also a lot of evidence that says if you're trying to get pregnant, it could be very hard if you're thin or if you work out a lot. So pretty much you can find information to make you feel bad about your body or your life choices, what you're putting in your body, no matter what. What I realized to be true for me is that after I got pregnant and started going to doctors, not a single doctor made a comment or made me feel insecure about my weight. And it took me seven months to get pregnant with Nicholas and I got pregnant with this baby on the first try. And now this time around, I was 15 pounds heavier than I was when I got pregnant with Nicholas. So obviously I'm not a doctor and I can't tell you what is right for you and for your body, but as someone who had to deal with like negative comments about their bodies their entire life, I can promise you those comments can be ignored because they will only do more harm than good. Like as women, we already have so much pressure. We have so much pressure. Imagine adding that pressure of trying to get pregnant and then worrying about if you're too heavy and how, what that's going to do to you and to your body and to the baby. No, like get rid of that negative noise. Get rid of that negative noise. Another concern of mine, and I know it's a concern for a lot of people, is what am I going to look like pregnant? Unfortunately, there's just not much representation when it comes to larger women pregnant, which is so ridiculous because let's just remember that women that are over size 14, 16 make up 70% of the U.S. population. Isn't that so crazy? And let me tell you, we're having kids. So why is it so damn hard to find some cute pregnant woman over a certain size? Even now, like I've been shopping for maternity clothes because I just literally am so uncomfortable in all the pants I have. And I was like, damn, I need some stretchy ass pants. I don't even care. I need stretchy pants. And it is hard to find maternity clothes with a plus size body. So there's just so little representation. There's so little representation on social media. Obviously, you're not finding many celeb. You're not finding any pregnancy celeb inspo over a certain body, maybe a couple, but not much. So it's just hard to imagine yourself as a pregnant woman when you just don't see that inspo or don't see bodies that represent you. I also feel like there's just a lot of larger body concerns. I think that for me, I mean, let's be real. Sometimes I feel like I could pass as a pregnant woman at any given moment, when even, even when I'm not pregnant. So like that question, is she pregnant or did she just have a burrito for lunch was a real valid concern. And I know a lot of women feel like that. Also, not having a perfectly round stomach that you see a bunch of pregnant women in magazines or movies have, that is something I was worried about. And I didn't even know it existed until I looked it up, but there's a thing called bee belly, which I know a lot of women in larger bodies have. It's pretty much when your stomach almost has a crease around your belly button. So it kind of divides your bump. It's almost like two bellies. Honestly, I think that description's a little bit dramatic, okay? But that's what they say. And of course, bee bellies are more common in women who usually carry their weight in their stomach, which duh is me. So when I was pregnant with Nicholas, I was like, okay, my belly is cute. I like, I love my belly, but it wasn't like that perfect round belly that I saw. And then I was like, I started just looking up pregnant plus size bellies. And I found so much comfort in one, seeing bellies that actually look like mine and knowing that this was a thing and that's okay. I had someone message me saying that they covered their belly button with nipple covers their whole pregnancy to make their stomach look more round, which look, do whatever you got to do for yourself. One, I think that's pretty creative and 
honestly, maybe I'll, I'll do it sometime. I'll try it. Let's see what happens. But then I also had someone message me, someone who was pretty thin, saying that their belly button protruded while pregnant and made them insecure. So basically what I'm trying to say is that every body pregnant is so different and you can't compare yours to your friends or to someone you see on social media. You just can't. I mean, we can't compare our bodies on an everyday basis. Now imagine our growing pregnant bodies. And I, for me, what I ended up realizing is that like, I ended up loving my body pregnant. I honestly felt so beautiful and sexy. I did with Nicholas and I feel this time around too. And I think for so long, I was like, I was scared to get pregnant because I didn't know what I would look like. And then it happens and I ended up loving it. And I think that having those fears and those reservations are something that you just have to get past as much as you possibly can. And I think it's true for women in larger sizes, but it's true for women in smaller bodies as well too, especially if you've never had a belly your entire life. That's scary. All of a sudden, like your body's going to change so much. So I think just as women, we're all in that same boat together. So I knew my body was going to get bigger. I knew it was going to grow and stretch. I knew I was going to be tired. As soon as I started getting pregnant, I was sick. So I knew I was going to be sick. But there were some body changes that happened that I was not prepared for. And you know what? Those did make me insecure. So I'm going to share them because hopefully if you're experiencing them or if you ever get pregnant and experience them, you're not alone and that I went through this shit too. So you'll be fine. First one is my scent. And I'm pretty sure I've already shared this. Hey guys, I freaking smell weird, okay? I smell weird while pregnant, specifically my right armpit, which this is too much information, but it's just a funky ass smell. I always ask Ray if I smell because it's something I'm very insecure about. Like you don't want to smell. I do. I shower every single day. I wear deodorant. I wear perfume. I'm like, what is happening? And she's always, no, you don't smell. You don't smell. Of course, Steve is like you smell. And I think it's just because I pretty much have to raise my arm up for you to smell it. So that's why Steve will smell it. But I don't even care about him smelling it. For me, I'm just like, I don't like this. It doesn't feel good. That is something I can be insecure about because I don't want people to think I'm like some stank girl. You know what I mean? Uh, so whatever. If you meet me in person, I give you a hug and I'm smelling kind of right. Just know it's not, it's, it's out of my control. Okay. Just know it's out of my control. Something else that makes me insecure are my boobs and my nipples. And now I've never particularly been really confident about my chest I don't know why. It's just something that, I don't know. I guess I didn't really grow up with much body confidence. So I wasn't one to like flaunt my chest. And it's not like I ever had these cute perky boobs. I just didn't have, I just didn't have them. But, and also I think that because my weight fluctuated a lot, I feel like that sometimes my boobs were bigger than they were smaller. And it's like, oh, make up your mind, girls. What are we doing here? You know? Well, my breasts definitely grew while pregnant. And something I did not realize was going to happen was that my nipples were going to change. Gosh, we're really getting into it, huh? This is like a lot of TMI, but your nipples grow, at least mine have, and they get darker. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, I don't recognize them. And especially as a fashion girly who loves like seeing cute trendy outfits. I don't know if you paid attention to New York fashion week this year, but there has been so many cute 
people and influencers and models and celebrities in these like mesh outfits. And they just let their boobs hang out. And it's not so noticeable, but obviously you can see like a little nipple here and there. And I'm like, gosh, their boobs look so cute. My boobs could literally never, never. Oh my gosh. And that's something that makes me a little bit insecure. And then I'm like, Christina, really? No one needs to see your nipples. Why do you even care? Why do you even care? But sometimes I'm like, what if I did want to show my nipples? I just don't think I feel confident doing that. And I feel so confident about my body in so many ways. But the growing nipples, that, that gives me pause. You know what I mean? Also, my boobs were always different sizes. I think most women have different size boobs. But I feel like after giving birth and after breastfeeding, one is definitely larger than the other, which most of the time I don't really care about. But when I watch my fashion videos back now, I feel like you're going to look for them. Damn it. When I watch my, when I watch my videos back or sometimes I'll look at myself in a umbrella, I'm like, damn, that is noticeable. Like I remember I was working out with Tiana over the summer and I'd be in my sports bra and I'm like, Tiana, look at my boobs. Look how different size they are. And she'd be like, mine are a different size too. And I'm like, no, yours are not as extreme as mine. She's like, I don't really notice yours. So maybe this is like a complex I have in my head. I don't know. But the different size boobs and the growing dark nipples. Listen, I did not know that was going to happen. And that made me a little insecure. Okay. Just did. Another thing was my stretch marks. Now I've, I wasn't so worried about stretch marks just because I just feel like they're almost inevitable for me. I've just had stretch marks my entire life. I had them growing up through puberty. And then a couple years ago, I did gain a, a good amount of weight and I got stretch marks on my lower belly. And I ended up using so much bio oil that they honestly went away. And I was just like, oh, whatever. Like stretch marks, who cares? Like they come, they go as your body changes, they can go away. I wasn't so worried about it. But I think what really confused me was that with Nicholas, I took, I like moisturized my belly all the time. I did not have a single stretch mark. And I was like, wow, like I'm surprised. Like, how did this not happen? My body's already stretched. Like I expected stretch marks. But then after I gave birth, I got the stretch marks. So after like my stomach came down, that's when they appeared. And I was like, this is confusing. This is kind of a mind fuck, you know what I mean? So now I have stretch marks on my belly. And you know what? I kind of just share them openly because they're nothing to be embarrassed about. So many women do. And I just feel like it's so liberating just to share them and to show my like non-perfectly circular belly because it is what it is. They're just signs of my growing body and that's okay. I'm not ashamed of them. Another thing that made me insecure was my swelling. And I guess like pregnant women swell, that's something that most people know, right? But you don't really know until it happens to you. And for me, it wasn't until the last few weeks where my face felt so swollen that I was like, oh man, this is not great. I just remember thinking, will my nose ever go back to normal? Spoiler, it did. And if this is happening to you, just know that it's totally normal. Your body will go back to normal. And if you're really concerned about it, talk to your doctor. But I think most women swell while they're pregnant and that's okay. It's totally fine. A lot of people swell when they go on an airplane. Shit, you should see my face after I have sushi. You know what I mean? Like, swelling just happens. Let's normalize swelling, okay? There's nothing to be ashamed about. 
Another thing I didn't know would happen was melasma. And this is a bunch of people ask me about melasma and if I get it. And yes, I have it. I actually have it on both my cheeks. And I would say I have them in a pretty prime spot where it kind of looks like my cheeks are flushed until you look closely or until you get close to someone in my family and they're like, what's on your face? I'm like, thanks guys. Yes, yes, that's my melasma. I think with Nicholas, I did have a little bit of a darker upper lip too. I'm not really noticing it this time around. But again, this is something that happens to a lot of pregnant women. It just happens to a lot of women. It happens to a lot of women who are just in the sun. I think that melasma is particularly popular with Mediterranean women, which is another win for me because I'm Greek. Duh. So anyways, that's something I guess I deal with. It has made me a little bit insecure at times, but honestly, it has gone away. There's so many products to help with that. And another thing, it is what it is. And I feel like when you think about getting pregnant, you think about all the changes with your body and you think about all like the negative changes, but there are so many positive ones too. So I'm going to get into those because there's something I'm very excited about. One, speaking about swelling, obviously swollen face is not ideal, but for me, I've been loving my bigger lips. I really like them. And if you see me doing a kissy face, it's because for some reason when I'm pregnant, it's the only time I like my lips with a duck face. Like I just, I'm like, oh, look how pouty my lips are. This looks fantastic. I don't think I could ever do lip injections because one, I'm just scared of filler in general. Two, have you ever seen videos of people getting lip injections? That shit is terrifying. So I'm just going to enjoy my pregnant lips and wear a shit ton of lip liner and lip gloss and rally with them. Okay. Two, I also have an insanely increased libido during this pregnancy and last pregnancy. And just because I'm going to continue to be to him, I looked it up to see if it was a thing. This was normal because I'm like, why is my libido so increased while pregnant? Like, I feel like you would assume the opposite. No. And it turns out that this actually happens for a lot of women. And so increased libido, I feel is always a good thing. Right. But then with that also comes a hypersensitive clitoris. So pretty much with both my pregnancies, I just want more sex and it just feels even better. And that stimulation and having like that fun with your partner or with yourself, both are okay. It's just always, I feel like such a major confidence boost and just has you feeling good and sexy. And I love that feeling. So I think that's a major win that a lot of women don't talk about. And honestly, if you're pregnant or not, I hope that happens to you. Obviously seeing your body change and grow too. Even if you don't love every change, it is literally like witnessing a miracle before your eyes. I mean, it's freaking amazing. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, I feel like I'm like the science project. It is just so cool what our bodies can do, what our bodies are literally designed to do. Anyways, I find it fascinating. I find it so incredible. It's so special. And at the end of all of it, you get a huge reward of your baby. I mean, that's amazing. That's so exciting. So I feel like whether you're scared of gaining weight, whether you're scared of what your body's going to look like, whether you have all these preconceived notions of what a perfect pregnant person looks like, which again, doesn't exist. Just remember at the end of the day, there's literally a miracle happening inside of you and you get a reward. Oh, it's so exciting. 
Something that I wasn't that concerned about that I think a lot of women are very concerned about is what if I can't lose the weight after? I got a message from someone the other day saying, I'm so scared to get pregnant because my husband is average size and I know he loves me so much, but I'm scared that if I get pregnant and I can't lose the weight, what is he going to think about me and my body? And honestly, that just made me really sad. That is not something you should have to worry about. First of all, you need to have a conversation with your husband because I feel like you need a confidence boost from him. You need to know that it doesn't matter. And anyways, whether you have a baby or not, you expect to be in the same body your entire life for the rest of your life? What? Absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Let's be real. Remember when you were insecure about your body at 16 and that how much has changed until now? Your body's going to continue to change your entire life. Your partner's body is going to continue to change throughout their entire lives. Are you kidding me? You expect your partner to look the exact same as when you met them? No. You expect them to have hair, like perfect hair and muscles or whatever it is that you were so attracted to. Things change. Everybody changes. Every person changes. So you cannot worry about what you're going to look like and how your partner will feel about you afterwards. First of all, they should look at you as a freaking goddess queen for just giving them a miracle and birthing a child into this world, their child. So I feel like if anything, the admiration and respect should be so much higher. But that I feel like is not something that you should worry about, at least not what your partner will think of you. I hope that you're with a partner who builds you up enough to know that they will love you through all your seasons of change. Now, whether you're worried about if you can't lose the weight afterwards for you and for your own mental reasons, that is totally fine. One, I can promise you, you're not going to look pregnant forever. Women have been having babies for thousands of years. Our bodies are literally designed to do this. Your body will continue to shift. And even if you don't lose all the weight, you're not going to look pregnant forever. Two, why would you stress about something when you literally have no idea how your body will react. You have no idea. You have no idea. Maybe you will lose the weight right away. Maybe you won't, but you deal with that when the time comes. We do not need to stress about future things that are out of our control and that we don't even know what the outcome will be. It's such a waste of time and negative energy. And that goes for worrying about whether you'll lose weight after pregnant and so many different things. Remember, you cannot stress about things that you don't even know what the outcome will be. You can't stress about things that are out of your control. And also, if you're not happy afterwards, if you find that you do want to lose weight and you haven't been able to, well, you can cross that path when the time comes. I think for me, I was not worried about it just because I just, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Like not get pregnant because I'm worried about my body's going to look like afterwards? No, I'll figure it the freak out. I mean, having a baby and starting a family to me it was so much more important and is so much more important than like an ideal body image. So I guess that was my priority. Two, I am someone whose weight has fluctuated. I have lost a lot of weight before when I wanted to. And I guess I just felt like if I ever want to get to that point again, I have the tools and resources and know what to do to change my body in a healthy way if I want to. So there's always options. 
Overall, being pregnant taught me how to become more confident, not only in my body, but also as a person. You know, when you're pregnant and then as a new mom, you're faced with so many changes and so many decisions to make. And with that, you're also faced with so many opinions. Everyone has an opinion for you. They want to tell you what to eat while you're pregnant. They want to tell you what not to eat, what not to drink. They want to tell you to be more active or less active. They want to tell you, you should do more. You should go out and do things. And they want to tell you to rest. You should rest. Your baby really needs rest. I'm like, when do I have time to rest? Okay. People like to tell you where your child should sleep or where they shouldn't sleep. They want to tell you what vaccines they should get and when, what they should wear, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. And there's nothing more liberating than saying, actually, I know what's best for me and my kid and my family. Being confident in your decisions, especially about you and your family, is so incredibly liberating. So how can you be confident? I think the number one thing is to do your research and not like a quick Google search. Then they weigh in on whether you should have a medicated birth or an unmedicated birth. Should you have birth in a hospital or at home? Then it's, well, you should breastfeed or you shouldn't breastfeed. Or if you're going to have formula, you're, if you're going to feed your baby formula, it should be this formula. But if it's important to you, dive into books, into podcasts, Dive into whatever you can so you know why you're making the decisions that you are and that you can speak to them. I think also finding a mom group is incredibly powerful. Having women that are in the same situation with you as you during the same time frame is super important. Um, you can do so by finding them in pretty much every city and online. A lot of times they'll be like a local mom or kid store in your neighborhood or in your closest city and they'll have mom groups from there and now everything's pretty much virtual after covid so it should be easy to find it just really helps to speak to people who are going through the same things as you at the same time because information changes so quickly and a lot of times we go to like our parents or people that are older than us for advice but the things that they were doing when they had kids are so different than the things that you're doing now as you have kids. So it's really empowering to know what's like going on and being able to have allies in that conversation. So if you want to go back to someone who's giving you advice that you don't agree with, you could say, no, this is why, and this is what's happening. And I know things were done differently back in your day, or you're like, and back in your day, could honestly even been like a year or two ago, but having that power and knowing that there's other people who agree with you and who or doing the same sort of thing can be really powerful. And honestly, most importantly, you just have to trust yourself deep down what's right for you, what's right for you and your baby. How many times do you say yes to things that you're like, damn it, I knew I did not want to do that. How many, even things like as simple as buying a sweater because someone tells you it looks amazing on you, but you know you actually don't really love it. And then you go home and every single time like you go to get dressed to go out, you put on that sweater you're like, damn, I'm never going to wear the sweater. I don't like it. Like, why did I listen to that person's opinion? And it doesn't mean that you don't value their opinion. You might value so many of their, their, obviously you value their opinion because you took it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it, their opinion was right for you. So just trust your gut, trust your instincts. The more you do it, the more you start trusting yourself, the more confident you'll become. And then at the end of the day, you just have to trust and know that no one is perfect and as long as nothing major happens, knock on wood, we don't want any major accidents here, okay? You know you will be okay. You will be okay if you eat a piece of sushi while pregnant, okay? 
listen, I had Nobu a couple months ago. I was like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. No one knew I was pregnant except Ray. She was on board. But I was like, no, I spoke to my doctor about this. My doctor was like, listen, you think that women in Japan don't eat sushi while they're pregnant? Of course they do. She's like, don't get supermarket sushi. She's like, don't get gas station sushi. I was like, who's doing that? She's like, but if you go find yourself at Nobu and you want a piece of fish, you know what? Go for it. And that's what happened. I found myself at Nobu and I was like, yes, I'm having a piece of fish. I didn't care less about the cocktails, but I wanted a piece of fish. Okay. And you know what? I'm fine. And I probably said that to a bunch of people while I was doing it. They probably would have rolled their eyes at me. They probably would have looked at me like I was harming me and my baby. And I trusted that my Nobu fish would be okay. And you know what? It's okay. And with your baby, people are going to say so many things to you. They're going to tell you what to do, what not to do, but you know what it's best. And even if your baby is not doing certain things, maybe they're still drinking from bottles at two, it's fine. Even if everyone else stopped drinking from bottles, they will be okay. Everything is going to work out. You freaking got this. By sticking up for yourself, by trusting your instincts, trusting your guts, knowing that you have the research and information to confidently make the decisions you, that you're making will overall make you such a more confident person. And I think for me, that's honestly always been my goal. I want to just be a confident, empowered person because I really do think that if you have confidence in yourself, you literally can do anything. I really, truly believe that. I really do. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I will be president one day. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. But I've started speaking things out into the universe of what I want to do. And the more I say it, the more I manifest it and the more I really believe it could happen. And I think that just comes from believing in yourself. And I think that's like the greatest gift you can give yourself. And whether it's as small as believing you look great, even if you're not having a great body image day, just knowing deep down, it doesn't matter because overall you look great inside and out whether it's knowing that you are making the right decisions for you and your family, all of that gives you the confidence to take on the world. With that said though, I feel like I do need to share a couple things that don't make me so confident once again. And let's end on this. A few rapid fire things that pregnant women get told that drive them crazy, that drive them crazy. Okay. First one is commenting on size. Mostly when people leave comments like, you're huge. Oh my gosh, look at your belly. You're huge. It's normally in that tone. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I don't give a shit how confident you are. What woman wants to be told they look huge? Do you know what some synonyms are for huge? Enormous, gigantic, gargantuan. Do you want to be told you look enormous? Absolutely not. I don't care how confident you are. I don't care if you're nine months pregnant about to deliver a baby and you're so excited for that baby. You still don't want to be told you look huge, okay? Let's cut that word out of our vocabulary when we're talking about people's bodies. Let's just not comment on pregnant women bodies in general. Let's not comment on bodies in general. How about that? But especially pregnant women, okay? We're emotional. Something else that I think is so annoying, and per my polls, many of you do as well, is commenting on gender and assuming it right away. Now, this is super tough because I definitely don't think it comes from a bad place. I don't think any of these really come from a bad place. Maybe huge sometimes does, but I can't tell you how much kiss for me, and I know some of my friends, when people comment on your baby's gender and they don't know what it is, 
it stresses you out. It gives you anxiety. For me, I've gotten it now. With the with Nicholas, not so much, but with this baby, I feel pressured both ways. I have so many people, both strangers and family alike, that have been like, well, I hope it's a boy so Nicholas has a brother. Oh, having brothers so close in age, that'd be amazing. And you're like, okay, that's amazing, but out of my control. Then I have so many people are like, oh my gosh, I hope it's a girl. Oh, you'd have such a cute girl. Oh, the way you would dress her, blah, blah, blah. And it's okay, cool, out of my control. I don't know. Or and people are like, I know you're having a girl. I know you're having a boy. Like I went to the doctors the other day and I wore a blue sweat set. And so many people were like, I know this is a hint. You're having a boy. And then I talked about how the baby is being stubborn. And I had to go back to the doctor again. People are like, the baby's being stubborn. I know this is a hint. It's a girl. And I'm like, guys, stop. And I think for me, well, I just deal with extreme guilt in general overall with like many people in my life. And I just feel like when people guess the gender or say they want the gender to be a certain thing, even if it's totally innocent, it puts a pressure on you as a pregnant woman to control something that's completely out of your control. And you almost feel like you're going to disappoint people either way. I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I actually don't think I am because I've spoken to a lot of people who feel like this way. So I know it's so harmless when people say that, but that is something that drives pregnant women crazy. So in case you never knew, FYI, now you know, okay? Something else that happens is trauma dumping when people see the bum. It's like, for some reason, a lot of people who've had bad pregnancy stories or bad pregnancy experiences just love to share it with pregnant women. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that's like literally the last thing that pregnant women need to hear or want to hear. So if you have a trauma story, I'm so sorry for you, but keep it to yourself, okay? Another thing that people say that I think just drives pregnant women crazy is when they say, oh, you're tired now? Just wait. What's that supposed to mean, Becky? Yes, I'm tired now. I'm tired now. I'm tired now as I'm pregnant. I was tired when I wasn't pregnant. And I will be tired when I have the baby as well. And you're, you saying you're tired now, just wait, literally offers me nothing but negativity. So once again, keep that negativity to yourself, okay? So anyways, that's just a couple of things. I literally, I have lists and lists of things that people are saying, like people are saying, are you sure you're not having twins? Again, pretty much just assinuating that someone is gigantic. No one wants to hear that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure we're not having twins, okay? Or something that always offended me. Even though, again, I feel like I'm being harsh right now. But people say, oh my gosh, you actually carry your weight so well. And pretty much, I feel like that's people saying, I really expected you to look like shit pregnant, but you surprised me. Good for you, girl. Good for you. So anyways, just a couple different things. Also commenting on names, man, I, see, I can go on and on. Commenting on names is annoying because first of all, again, so much pressure to name a child, just to name a child, what they're going to have this for the rest of their life. So much pressure to name a child let alone to have someone else's opinion on that, especially when you really like a name. So I think all that is just frustrating. I think pretty much what I'm trying to say is keep your opinions to yourself unless you have something nice to say. Don't say it at all. And remember, whether you have no interest in having babies, 
whether you're trying to get pregnant or are pregnant or have multiple kids, your body is amazing. It's going through the biggest change of its life, of your life, of your child's lives, bringing humans into this world. And it's something to really enjoy as much as you possibly can. There'll be times where it's hard and not easy. And there's going to be some amazing days. And when you look back at it, I know for me, I've had really hard pregnancies, but when I think about Nicholas's pregnancy and even this one, I'm like, pregnancy is great. Honestly, I might be crazy enough to even do it again. And with that, let's get into our ask away. All right, everyone, it is time for ask away with Ray and Kay, where we sit down with you and give you our solicited advice. Let's get into it. Hello, Allison. Welcome to the Confident Collective Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to chat with you today. So let's get into it. I mean, give me all the dates. I want to hear your question. So my question was directed towards you a little bit more. So I just got married last year. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So did pretty much everyone else. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of our friends, we had seven or eight weddings, including our own last year. Like it was wild. So everybody, well, like majority of them got married and they all started having babies. Like I either have a bunch of new babies or everybody's pregnant. And so it's, it's really weird because I've never been someone who's like really big on kids, but like I knew one day I wanted to start a family. So my question was more like, how did you know necessarily that you were ready to start having kids and not just seeing what everybody else is doing and just be like, oh, that kind of looks fun. Like kind of like jealous in a way, but not really just jealous of the experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, Well, first of all, I think if you're not ready to have kids, it's definitely not a situation you should be jealous of because kids are so much work and there's so many amazing things that come with having a kid. Right. And like, it's so beautiful and like all the little things like that you can see in like the videos that people post and the photos that they share, you're like, Oh, I want that. But if you don't actually want that, there's no FOMO to be had there. Do you know what I mean? I think for me personally, I was with Steve at that point for like 10 years. We were married for three or four. Like I knew we were super committed. I felt like we were really on board with how we wanted to have kids and how we wanted to raise kids. I felt like both of us felt like we were ready. So I think that was part of it. And two, honestly, like for me, finances became a big issue and how I felt in my career. And I kind of hate that that weighed so much on me because I do think that your kid has no idea how much money you have. Do you know what I mean? Like your kid does not need a $1,200 stroller. Your kid does not need all these things. So I kind of hate that like the financial aspect is so big for so many people, but it was a factor for me because, you know, I live in a big city and I just, my career is really important to me and I wanted to feel confident that I was at a point where I could support myself comfortably and a child. And I think that all those things kind of just lined up and, you know, I hate that women have to think about age, but it is something that for me felt real. I was like in my early thirties and I was like, okay, if I want to have kids and multiple kids, like how is, I started thinking about the numbers. Right. I hate that too. Like yeah. That's so messed up that we have to worry about that. But all those things kind of started to play. And I just think that, I don't know. It just felt right. Right. It just felt right. 
I like, I'm more, I'm a lot more open to it now just because I think before we just didn't have like babies in our life. So now that we have babies in our life, I'm like, oh, well, these are fun. Like I'm having a good time. But then I'm also like sitting here quietly some days, like reading a book with no noise. And I'm like, why would I ever want this to go away? And I'm the person that I am. I'm very much, I can't, I'm very indecisive. So I think one day I'm like, oh, we're going to do it. And then the next day I'm like, oof are we going to do it? It's just, it's so weird. And then I have a lot of friends who are single and not even married yet. So it's like, they want to go out and do all these things. And then I have these friends with kids and they're like going out and doing kids stuff. And it's like, where do I fit? Because I'm kind of in the middle. I'm married and I, I could go either way. Yeah. I mean, I think that that will happen throughout life, right? Everyone's like on their own journey, going through different things. I think that's pretty amazing that you have a lot of friends who are kind of like in that next step of a journey that you'd want to enter on. Because I think having that company and having mom friends you can relate to and couple friends you can relate to is so nice to have. But I also think you just can't compare yourself to anyone else's situation. It doesn't matter if people are single and going out every night. You might not want to do that either. And it doesn't matter if they're like taking their kids to Chuck E. Cheese like every weekend. Because even if you have kids, you might not want to do that either. You know what I mean? So I think you kind of just have to talk to your partner and see what they want and really talk about the next steps. I think the biggest thing is having conversations on like how you plan to raise your kids together. What are certain things that are important to you? What are certain things like if you're like, listen, like I want to be able to read, like how am I going to be able to do this and not feel like I'm losing that big part of myself? Right. And if they're like, you know what? I love that that's important to you. Like we can figure out a plan so you have that time for you still. And I think that if you're on the same page with that and just have that open communication, like it'll all fall into line. Right. I think I'm very lucky at my part I was always looked for a partner who were going to be equal halves like it's never going to be one of those things like oh it's so nice of dad to change the diaper oh my gosh you my eyes half I could not this. roll more yeah <laughs> like when it's so nice it's literally part of his job so I mean I'm very lucky in that aspect it's just like trying to figure out I guess I'm at a weird turning place in life totally and I think that will continue to happen You know what I mean? But I think that there's also a lot of things that we tell ourselves. There's so much noise about like your life stops when you have kids. No, that's what I'm scared about. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It it changes for sure. And so many ways for the better and so many ways things become more difficult. But, you know, if I can be like any inspiration to you, I just went to Greece with a toddler while pregnant That for, actually for three weeks. That's a place we want to go. So seeing, and we haven't been able to do it yet. And I'm like, well, if I have a kid, are we going to be able to do yes. it? And then seeing you guys do it, I was like, well, you can, you can, you know, you just make things work and you can continue to live the life that you want to live. Maybe sometimes it takes more planning, but you're just entering a new phase of life. And that's something to be excited about. And totally having those nerves is so, so normal. I, I think it's weird for people to be like, nah, be nervous about anything, like about the biggest right. change that they could possibly encounter, right. you know? But those nerves are exciting too. And to be honest with you, I feel like even if you're ready, you're never ready because you just don't know what your experience is going to be like. It's so different for everyone. Right. And as much as you know all the little things that come with kids, like the love and the feeling and the work is just so different and such a personal experience that you just have to go through it on your own. And I think that as long as you have a strong partner, you'll be good. Well, this, thank you so much. This was actually, I needed this. It was Aww. like, I, I hope that was helpful. 
No, it actually really was. It really was. And I love the podcast because I feel like I'm a good mix of the two of you. So to hear like both of your like sides of everything is like, I love it. I love you guys. Oh, well, thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means to us. And listen, if you become pregnant soon, I want a baby photo. Okay. (laughs) Will do. We're hoping uh, twins run in my family. So I'm hoping that I'll just get pregnant with twins and then. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's what my sister was saying too. For me, I'm like, oh my gosh, twins. See, that's what I'm saying. Everyone wants different things. That's why it's so hard. Cause for me, twins, I'm like, I don't know if I could do twins. My sisters, I hope I have twins. You know, everyone's experience and everyone's wants and needs are so different, but I hope you get whatever you want and everything that you desire. Thank you for taking the time and we'll talk to you soon, Allison. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at confidentcollective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.